spiritual blessings that God has given us. And I'm still talking about spiritual blessings, okay? And we're in this series entitled Practical, okay? And, and last week I told you that God gave us what as a spiritual gift? What did he give us? Let me see if y'all are paying attention. Who said the Holy Spirit? Look at you. You're going to get a, a mint after church. <laughs> Amen. I don't want to give you no money. I don't give you a mint. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He gave us what? Say it again. The what? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a what? Is a gift, right? He gave us as a spiritual blessing. And we know something last from last week that we have the Holy Spirit. We never lose the Holy Spirit. The only thing that we lose is the what? You can say it loud. I'm going to give you two minutes. The filling, right? The filling, right? The sealing is permanent. The baptism is permanent. The only thing that we lose. Sometimes when you find yourself frustrated, you say, am I filled? Or I'm in the flesh. <laughs> right? That's how you know. Right? Now, let's look at this together. I want you now to... Turn your pages uh, in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Now we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. We left chapter 1. Now we're skipping ahead, and I'll explain all that here in a minute in my time that I have allotted to me. Ephesians chapter 4, and I want you to go to verse 7. In context, Paul is saying that God gave us the Holy Spirit, okay? And then he says, because we have the Holy Spirit, church, we should be unified. Should be no division in the church because there's one God, one Father uh, who is in all, over all, and through all, and in all. All right, that's verse 6, okay? Verse 7 says, because he says what he says in verse 7, verse 6, we get to verse 7. It says, but to each one of us, see it? But to who? What was given? Grace was given according to the measure of what? Christ's gift. Therefore, it says when he uh-oh, tell your neighbor, pastor's going where the text is taking him. Therefore, it says, because this is one of the parts you're not going to understand, right? But I'm going to break it down, right? Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives. And he what? He gave gifts to men. Verse 9. Now, this expression, he ascended what does it mean except that he also had descended where? Into the lower parts of the earth. If you don't believe in a hell, there is one. This just proves it. And he descended, and he who descended is, is, is himself also he who what? Ascended where? Far above all the heavens, third heaven, so that he might what? I want to talk about this morning 
the spiritual blessing of spiritual gifts. The spiritual blessing of spiritual gifts. Amen. We've discussed in this series practical spiritual blessings. Um, when I first got saved, I didn't know what type of spiritual blessings I had. I told you there are 7,476 promises to the believer. Those are promises that God has made to the believer. And I've told you throughout this series that we have salvation as a spiritual gift. We have election. We have redemption. We have revelation. Remember that? We have hope. We have the return of Christ. We have the rapture that we're waiting on. Remember that? And lastly, I told you last week that God has given us the Holy Spirit. God has given us a down payment, amen, as a guarantee of what will come in the future. God made the first deposit in us. That deposit was the Holy Spirit. Now remember what I told you. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It is a he. All right. He has a personality. He has a will. He communicates with God. Amen. He knows. The, he has the mind of Christ. Amen. He knows and he reveals things to us we are in we are blessed in spite of what the world may say we have more blessings to uncover from God's word amen we have what I call an unlimited amount of blessings but what we have to do is uncover those blessings. The believer who is sealed and baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit will be spirit-led. Listen to me. I'll give you an, an example of this. Um, you are heading somewhere and then something in your mind pops in as a believer says call this person you call this person man I was just talking about you I, I mean I'm going through something God gives us as believers that type of blessing to know that I don't know where you are I don't know what you're going through but God impresses upon my heart by way of the Holy Spirit to pray for you. Then you don't know, realize that it is because somebody was praying for you that you made it through what you're going through. Do I have anybody? You see, the believer who believes in prayer and believes in the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God will get a prayer through. When Christians operate in the spirit, things happen. 
When we come together and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, things happen. Our deacon on Friday night talked about the gift that keeps on giving. And when you think about gifts, children can't wait for Christmas. Come on, y'all. They get all excited. Matter of fact, they start making their wish lists early. They start texting it and saying, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is what I need. Amen. The, the anticipation of receiving the gift is what keeps them acting right. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Man, if I just act right. Amen. I'm going to say, Deacon Hurd said he got a what was it, 20, a 75 cent? What did he say? 21 cent ball. <laughs> Amen. I'm not sure if he was anticipating that, but the mere fact that he got a gift before he opened the gift, he was excited. It's amazing how we feel when we receive a gift. Isn't that something? It's amazing that it brings us joy and happiness and and, 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 and appreciation and excitement, but I want to ask you a question. Have you unwrapped your spiritual gift yet? I used to use this illustration of believers that the Bible declares that God has given gifts to the body. Now, why would God gift men? Because in order to operate in the natural, you need something supernatural inside of you. In order for us to accomplish God's purpose, we need something bigger than us. Because God knows that there's an interference between our flesh and the spirit. Are you with me? God takes people like you and I. It isn't because I can read and it isn't because I can preach. It isn't because I can, I'm so smart. No. No. It's because of the gift. Everything we do in the body of Christ, everything we accomplish in this church is accomplished because you and I have the Holy Spirit. And now with that, God begins to distribute gifts to carry out his purpose. God did not give you a spiritual gift to use it at work. Nope, didn't do that. So what I want to do is first I want to give you a definition. Of a spiritual gift. Definition of a spiritual gift is this. It is something God has chosen specifically for you. So that you can help with the advancement of the church on earth. By serving it using that special ability. Okay. God 
has given all of us this spiritual blessings. Some of you have the gift of teaching. See, it's different between a school teacher and a teacher of the Bible. Big difference. All right, the school teacher and a Bible teacher, sometimes people think the school teacher can teach the Bible, okay? It doesn't work like that. You have to have the gift of teaching, all right? Uh, you don't need to know how to sing to stand here, believe it or not. Sometimes we should. But what they have is the gift of exhortation. All right, now, maybe later on I'll break down all the gifts for you. I don't have time, okay? But here's the thing. Don't, the reason why they sing in unison, right, and they sing all at once, and then when they sing, you feel what? How many feel it? Is anybody feeling it? You feel the anointing, right? It is be, not because of them, but because of the gift, Here's the other thing you need to know. When your pa God uses the pastor, clues in and say, okay, he's got that gift. I need you to go talk to him or talk to her. You understand what I'm saying? And what, the God, what God does is he's building the kingdom with gifted people. But the beautiful thing about it is not my gift. All right. Another definition of a spiritual gift is this. A gift of those qualities that is empowered by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, giving people the ability to be effective in ministry. See, there are a lot of churches out here who have a lot of things they're doing, but they're not effective. They have pantries. <laughs> they have outreach ministries. They have choirs. They have deacons. They have brotherhood. They have womenhood. They have all these different things, but there's no effect. See, we can gather together in this big church, right, and have a whole lot of people here come every Sunday, right? And we can do, we, listen, the praise can be real high, but we ain't doing nothing. Lives are not being changed. See, the reason why your life is being changed through the preaching of the word is because God has gifted the speaker, the pastor with the gift of pastoring. Because without the gift, then you just listen to a speech. Y'all follow me on this? Tell you never we're going deeper. We're going deeper. Some, some may wonder, what's my purpose? When you got saved, your purpose changed. By the way. Now, the reason why many people struggle in the Christian life is because they're going against their spiritual purpose. They're working against what God is trying to get them to do. And so they keep trying to open doors that keep closing on them because they're not linking the spiritual with the natural. Paul says God redeemed you. And that you should be grateful. 
But the question is, what is my purpose, Pastor? What is my purpose? And, and listen, and listen, where should I serve? You and I should come to a point in our Christian journey where we have to start saying, you know what? I don't want to be a fan anymore. I don't want to be a spectator anymore. The seat is not comfortable anymore. Matter of fact, you should want to give up your seat so that a sinner can sit in that seat and come to know Jesus Christ. And then the multiplication process begins. I asked you to invite some people to church. Did you do that? I want you to give up your chair. And I want you to find your place in the kingdom of God because God has gifted you. Are you listening to me? God has what? Gifted you. Here's the other thing. If you're serving now, you should be improving. That's what I call improving your serve. You with me? And, and, so, and so Paul writes from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 4. Previously, he talked about unity in this church. Then he talked about diversity in the church. Remember, there were Jews and Gentiles, and here's what the problem was. The problem was they couldn't get along. He talked about unity. He talked about diversity. And then he talked about moving from doctrine to duty, principle to practice, position to behavior. Oh, Lord. I'm going to get happy by myself. In other words, he said, listen, we need to stop coming to church hearing all this word, and we ain't doing nothing about it. Let me nutshell it for you right quick. <laughs> he said, listen, all y'all got this word. Everybody know how to pray, but nobody know how to practice. He said, y'all keep tripping with each other. Y'all got fight. Y'all got fights going on. He said, listen, I want to tell you something. There should be a, a spirit of unity in the church. Nobody should feel indifferent about anybody. And what he said, he said, move that thing from just your page to performance. Live that thing out. Walk it out. Know that if you have a gift and he has a gift, then guess what? We can work together to do some things for God. How many want to do something for God? How many want to change the world for God? Come on. How many want to do something, right, that you've never done before? Listen, they have a trip coming up to the Dominican Republic. Anybody want to go? To the DR. They have, they have a mission trip there going over there to look. It's a, it's a vision trip where they're going to be looking at you know, what this ministry, Stitch Ministry, is serving in the DR right now. Helping the kids and tutoring and that kind of stuff. Well, let me, let me rewind the tape real quick. Uh, uh, Monday morning, right here in Sunnyside, we got a soldier down right now. And we need some help. Would you like to go on that mission trip this week? We just need a few people for a few hours. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is God has given you the gift. And what he's saying is I, ooh, let me hold on to that right quick. Listen, what he's saying is I want to use you. But what's holding you up? Verse 7. Let's look at it. I got three things, four, th three things, and we're going to go deep. Watch this. 
Verse 7, look what he says. He says, but he said, let's look at this. Let's look at verse 4. It says, there is one body and one what? There ain't two spirits in the church. It's one. Just as also you were what? Called in one hope of your calling. So not only do you have a, the spirit of God, oh, Lord Jesus, not only are you called to one body. See, we have different churches, but it's just one body. But he says, watch this. You have a calling. Can I ask you a question? Are you operating in your calling? You see, this calling is greater than any calling that you can even imagine. You know what I'm saying? A calling is a purpose. A calling is something that God sets in motion after he calls you to salvation, he calls you to sanctification, then he calls you to service. Some of us have stopped at sanctification. Are you with me? Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over all. Watch this. Over all who is over all and through all and in all. all right. Verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given. Now let me help you with this. And this is why I believe we can be a powerful church in this community. The word, the word, when he says the grace was given, it's in the passive voice. Let me tell you what the passive voice means. That you were acted upon. It was nothing that you did to receive it. It's in the Irish tense, which means it's a fact. So it's a fact that God gave you a gift. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, for the gift. I, I thank you for the gift of salvation, but I thank you for the spiritual gift. Come on, thank you for the spiritual gift. Some say, I thank you for what? I, I don't know what I got. Just thank him anyhow. <laughs> thank you for the spiritual <laughs> But to each one, grace was given. So write this down. We receive a spiritual gift at salvation only because of God's grace. At salvation, you receive the gift. The grace here mentioned that he mentioned in chapter 1 is the gift of is salvation and the sealing of the Holy Spirit. The grace that he mentions here in the text when he says grace, it is the spiritual gift. So what I found out about the spiritual gift, it's given to me by grace. It is a grace gift. Here's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is I don't deserve it. God should have left me in my crazy self. But thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. The reason some of you can operate the way you operate, you're already operating your spiritual gift, you just don't know it. Because you haven't stayed long enough to use it in the kingdom. Are you with me? The grace here is spiritual gift. It's something we can't buy, but it was something that God says, 
I chose you from the beginning of time, predestined, and then I gave you this gift. I put it in you. So guess what? I want a return on it. I want it back. I don't want it back for my good, but I want it back for my glory. Watch this. And you're good because you benefit from it when you use it. As a matter of fact, a lot of us can't sleep at night because we ain't using our gift. You're uncomfortable. You feel a tug. You feel a pull. Come on, somebody. And you feel something is happening, but you don't know what it is. But I stopped by to reveal to you, you don't deserve it, but God says, I'm going to give it to you because one day you're going to develop it. And one day you're going to do great things for me. You may not see it right now, but keep on living. Guess what? It's going to come out of you because whatever is in you eventually will show up out of you. His thing. And he gave you the gift with no reservations and no restrictions. So in other words, the sky is the limit when it comes down to spiritual gift. Look what he says next. Look what he says next. He says, he says he gave it, it was given, watch this, to according to what? To the measure of Christ's gift. Let me tell you what that word measure means. It means capacity. Here's the thing. God says, have you reached capacity yet? But the beautiful thing about this spiritual gift, you'll never reach full capacity. But God gives you, write this down, we receive a spiritual gift according to Christ's purpose for us. See, in 1 Corinthians, Paul says not all are teachers. Not all the prophets, not all speak in tongues, not all do that, not all do that. So in other words, what I'm saying to you today is this, saints. You receive the spiritual blessing of a spiritual gift. Watch this. Because God knows your purpose. I believe God knows your purpose. You want to know why you haven't discovered your purpose yet? Because you haven't discovered your spiritual gift yet. Here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing. No matter what limitations you may have in life, God says, I still gave you a gift. He didn't discriminate when he gave you the gift. See, here's the thing. You may say, well, I can't see at night. Uh-oh, I ain't picking on nobody. I promise you I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to get it tomorrow. Guys, doggy, why did my mouth say that? <laughs> you, well, let me use another one. You may say, I can't walk. <laughs> but you can pick up the phone. You can call the sick and shut in. Come on, somebody. You, you can call somebody and say, hey, it's going to be all right. Can I pray for you? Can, can, what can I arrange for you? You pick up the phone and talk about people all day long. Girl, you should see him. You know what is happening in today's church? You know what the enemy is to the spiritual to spiritual gift? Busyness. 
busy accomplishing nothing. Watch this. Let me show you, let me show you something. When I aligned my life with Christ and I aligned my purpose with my spiritual gift, it spilled over in my job. And all of a sudden, I'm getting promotions. I'm getting raises. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just, uh, you, you know, we, we call it blessings, but it was because my spiritual gift was spilling over because I was using it in the kingdom. Listen, I would go out evangelizing. I would teach the brotherhood. I would teach the children. Come on, somebody. I work in the tape ministry. Back then was a tape ministry. I would work in the sound ministry. Listen, I would work in the parking lot. Where, where do you need me? I want to be used by you. And then all of a sudden, those values, come on, somebody, those values that I had, doing it for God the right way, not, not cutting corners, not taking shortcuts, it starts showing up in the world. Oh, man, he don't lie no more. He don't steal copy paper no more. Trying to hear me. He don't use company time to do personal business. See, what happens when you serve God with your spiritual gifts? It spills over. Watch it. It spills over in your marriage. It spills over in your parenting. It spills over, watch this, in the way you take care of your car, the way you take care of your clothes, the way you take, listen, your spiritual gift is all that because it links you to whatever purpose, listen, whatever purpose God has for you, it's linked into that. When we discover our spiritual gifts, we will discover our purpose in the kingdom and in life. Listen, 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 listen. So now let's go on right quick. Let me show you something. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I got one more point. That's it. Now look at verse, look at verse 8 now. Now whenever you see a therefore, you ask the question what? What is it what? It says. Now, what Paul is doing, he's quoting Psalm 68 to teach us a lesson. I'm going to show you something. Ready? We're going deep now. Ready? It's time to go deep. Doctrine, duty, deep. Watch this. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high... He led what? A host of what? And what? All right. All right. So, in the Old Testament, when a person died, they went to a place called Sheol. Hell. And then there are two levels to hell in the Old Testament dispensation. There's Sheol and then there's Hades. Two levels. One is for the Old Testament saints, it's much of a holding place. A place because in order, the only way to go to heaven is to hear the gospel. You following me? Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Aren't you glad we don't have to sacrifice bulls and goats and, and pigeons and, and go to the temple and, and get forgiveness from the priest? Don't you, aren't you glad you can go to God yourself and ask for forgiveness? Aren't you glad you can do that? But, but remember, throughout this whole series, I've been teaching you about some deeper stuff, right? But watch this, okay? So there's Sheol and there's Hades. Paul says, therefore, the gift. How in the world did we receive? I got eight minutes. How in the world did we receive these gifts? Look at it. Therefore, it says, he ascended on high and led captive Old Testament saints of host, and while he was doing that, he gave what? To who? To men. Look at verse 9. Now, this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also what? Into the where? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute now. Man, did you know what your parents had to go to to buy you that, them new shoes? Some people don't know. Parents go through so much. And when I see a child become older and become ungrateful, it puts me in a different place. Because you don't know the story. You don't know how much I had to suffer and what I had to do to get you this stuff for you to be ungrateful. And I'm trying to say something to somebody here today. Jesus is saying the same thing to you. Did you know what I had to go through? If I ascended, then that means logically I had to what? And I had to stay in the grave all day Friday. But early Sunday morning, I got up with all power. So that I could deliver to my children gifts that they won't even unwrap. Some of us been sitting on our gift for years. When will the same excuse get old? went to the lower parts of hell and you know what he did? He preached the gospel to the Old Testament saints that was in Sheol. Just remember, Sheol. The ones in Hades, they were looking on like, will you help me? And he says, there's a great schism between us, so guess what? I can't help you. 
But I'm asking you a question. Do you remember when you wanted something as a child? I watched my mother go door to door with a with a with a with a with a with a, with a uh, duffel bag selling Colgate toothpaste to buy us a bicycle for Christmas. Only for my brother to take it apart. <laughs> he thought he was reconstructing the whole thing. My point is, he didn't know the cost. You're special. Stop talking to yourself like Stop looking down on yourself. You have something in you. Listen to me. If you stop being so worldly, man, listen, I know you, listen, listen, let me tell you something. If you focus on your spiritual gift, all those material things that you're so wanting, you'll have a plethora of it. I never forget, Pastor Ford lived two, two streets old, drug addict. Street. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about, Sister Ruff. Ran with Pastor Randall, my pastor. He was the youngest. <laughs> okay, strung out. But then he gave his life to Jesus. And I never forget when I first met him, I thought he was a little strange, but when I first met him, I went by his house and I saw he had like seven cars in front of his house. He said, well, yeah, well, I just, Lord just blessed. Someone just gave me this one. Someone just, I'm I ain't talking about no, I'm talking about Land Rovers. And, I'm talking about, I'm talking about right a couple streets over. But my point is this. See, we're so focused on the material. But he was sold out for Christ. And his only focus was, I'm going to win souls. I'm going to win everywhere I go. Do you know Jesus Christ, Lord, your Savior? Bring them to church. Bringing people to church. Getting them here. Getting them to church. Watch this. And he was using his spiritual gift. And God blessed him with material things. All I'm saying to you is you got to put your focus in the right place. Maybe you're chasing something that you will never achieve because you're not focusing on the spiritual aspect of your journey. Are you with me? So here's the thing. We receive a spiritual gift because of Christ's death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. The only way that we received it because the price was paid for. Somebody had to pay the price for your spiritual gift. And that somebody is Jesus. When he went down into the depths of hell, I can imagine how uncomfortable it was being in hell for a couple of days. I wish I had somebody. But I thank God that even though he had to go through that, he knew the end. And I'm saying to you today, you receive the spiritual blessing of a spiritual gift through the death of Jesus. But lastly, he says, verse 10, so he descended as is himself also he who ascended far above all the heavens 
so that he might what? Okay, now let me, let me give it to you. You ready for this? When he says that he might fill all things, what he's talking about is this. Write this down. You cannot use your spiritual gift if you're not operating in the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so my last point is this. We receive the spiritual gift, so we should use it. Use it. Why should I use it, Pastor? Because it's in you. It's there. It's there. It is in you forever. You know, many people, I know if you grew up watching Beverly Hillbillies, Jet Clampett, Ellie Mae, and Jethro. Come on, somebody. You young kids don't know nothing about that. It was a funny show to watch. And Granny. Don't forget Granny. Granny was a hoot. But it really was a show about folks trying to get used to being rich. Having money. They would do some outlandish stuff, right? Rather than cooking the stove, they go outside and get a pot, <laughs> get some wood, put it outside. You know, they had they had a plush. They were living in Beverly Hills now. But they were living like hillbillies. I wish I had somebody. You see, these folk didn't know how to act when they discovered how rich they were. So here's a question. Jet Clampett one day hit black, black gold. He hit all. Question is, how long had Jet Clampett been a millionaire? Did he become a millionaire on the day he inadvertently came across the fact that there was oil? Or had he been a millionaire and just was uninformed about it? We have a lot of spiritual jet clampets in this room walking around today with their head hung low, wishing they're millionaires when they're already millionaires. We have a lot of people walking around who have the greatest gift ever. They're living like poor people, but you're rich with the spiritual gift. And if you were to tap into that gift, and if you were to start using that gift for the glory of God, he will give you everything that you ever need in this life. Let, let me help you with something. Let me help you. Let me minister to you real quick. You could be righteous all you want. <laughs> You can be so spiritual all you want. But until you start using your gift, your righteousness is just for you. You ain't sharing it with nobody else. And what God is asking you to do is to raise your hand and say, use me, Lord. Use me till what? Till I can't be used anymore. But while you're using me, help me to remember that you're just using what you put in me.
So in other words, I ain't really giving you nothing. You're just using what you put in me anyhow. You're rich. Go ahead and say it. I'm rich. Come on, you got to say it. Now, if nobody get the contact, they're going to think I'm prosperity preacher. Say, I'm rich. All right, leave it at that. Let them think. We're rich, y'all. We're millionaires. We can have anything we want. You hear me? You can have anything you want. If you seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and let him use your gift.